Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Most of you know we made a change at quarterback. Um, And I understand all the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. Um, And I can tell you, look, we're we're desperately trying to win. And um, sure, in in our game today, there are economics and all those other things, but the number one push behind this and and it's a decision I'm making is to you know get a spark offensively well that was the stunner yesterday from the Denver Broncos announced earlier in the day confirmed by Sean Payton at his press conference that's the final word from Russell Wilson last night. God's got me looking forward to what's next. Whoa. Which confirms it's the over. big takeaway. Yeah. It's over. It's over. And look, when it initially came out yesterday, I think it was Ian Rappaport that said the Broncos are seriously considering benching Russell Wilson for the final two games. The language was very soft. But still, the takeaway was benching him for Jared Stidham. And then Shefty follows that up with, They're benching him for this effort to get a spark in the offense, and that's baloney. I'm here to tell you, the idea that they're doing this to get a spark in the offense is, as Chris, as you would say, bullshit. That's not why they're doing it. They're doing it to get out of his contract and not get themselves in a predicament where they would owe him another $37 million fully guaranteed if he can't pass a physical by the fifth day of the league year that starts on March 13th. That's a given. And for Sean Payton to say... It's performance-related, that we're trying to get a spark. That makes it even worse. That's the ultimate vote of no confidence in your franchise quarterback. When has a franchise quarterback ever had the ball taken out of his hands to give a spark to the offense? Unless you're done with him. You don't think he's a franchise quarterback anymore. You're taking the ball out of his hands. He's not a franchise quarterback. Therefore, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more. No more. No more. That's all it is. That's it. He's out. It's over. It's done. He knows it. They know it. We know it. It's done. And we're going to spend the next couple of hours, or at least a large part of it, breaking down where it goes from here. But it is done. Finito. Kaput. Between the Broncos and Russell Wilson. Right. I good mean, morning. good morning. Uh, pretty amazing, amazing stuff, honestly. Uh, I mean, first off, you, you kicked around this whole idea and this notion of this all all morning yesterday. So... You know, it's funny that we were kind of talking about it and you and your pasta and meatballs and everything there, you were you were kind of feeling what might happen or what was on the radar for the Denver Broncos. Even when I saw the tweet from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter, 
I still, after reading that, just was like, well, it doesn't mean it's over, right? You know, they could be playing just hardball and, yeah, we're going to save the money and we're also going to, you know, we want to protect the money and in and, and, and case for an injury. Also, we want to just be able to reevaluate the situation. I thought, man, maybe they're playing hardball like you mentioned a little yesterday and that, you know, maybe they're going to get them to try to take less because there might not be, there's not going to be a market out there to pay Russell Wilson $40 million after the last two years. Maybe they're going to do that. I was kicking around ideas in my head all over the place. But then you you watch the Sean Payton press conference and it, it's pretty clear right away that no, 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 it's over. I mean, like, agreed with you. Of course, the economics are part of the situation, 100%. But I also think the play and the way the offense is looked and everything around that and it, it, Sean Payton's exasperated by all of it. I, I, I think that's fair to say. And not only have I heard inklings of that, but I also know by just watching film and watching what they're doing on offense to know that he's got to be a little exasperated. Listen, he, he went through a time of managing Russell Wilson and let's get him going. And he tried to rewire the robot, right? And we saw some success and things were going the right way, but it hit a plateau and it never really went to another level at all. And, you know, we'll unpack this uh, more and more here. But I think ultimately, too, Sean Payton felt very handcuffed by Russell Wilson. And the fact that he made some comments on sun, um, after the game Sunday night. Maybe I need to pull back on the offense more, right? You know, there's been a lot of stuff like that and talk around Russell Wilson's ability to digest all of Sean Payton's offense. And I think that's a big part of why there's going to be no future here as well. And that's exactly where the pasta and meatballs came from. They were served up to me on Tuesday by Sean Payton. It was the last post I wrote before yesterday morning's show. This isn't one of those situations because I've already been asked. Because I've acknowledged from time to time that sometimes I'll be told things by people who don't even want it to be presented as a report. They say, present this as your own idea and you will look like you were right. Right. And so now, and that's the problem when you acknowledge that, that, when you're, people are like, oh, so you knew this was coming. And, and I know this was seeing Sean Payton's quotes from Tuesday. And we, we, we said this yesterday when he says in reference to the offense, it's self-inflicted problems. That has to get cleaned up. Communication. That might be having to reduce. Is there too much in? Right now, we're average to below average in a lot of things offensively, and it's not good enough. And that was the headline of the item that I made the lead at PFT before we started the show yesterday. Sean Payton, Broncos offense is, quote, not good enough, end quote. And that's what sparked our conversation yesterday. Now, what I thought was, because... They're still alive for a playoff berth. That's what makes this even more remarkable. They're still alive, and they're yanking him. Last year, when the Raiders did exactly the same thing to Derek Carr, get him out, put him in bubble wrap, don't let him get injured, because we have to be able to cut him healthy when the deadline arrives for $40 million becoming fully guaranteed. If it's injury guaranteed and he can't pass a physical, you can't cut him. He he earns the money. That's what this is all about. The Raiders were done last year when they did that to Derek Carr and coincidentally let Derek Stidham finish, or Jared Stidham, excuse me, finish the year. This year they're still alive for the playoffs. So I thought what they would do is just give it one more shot, try to win this week. It's the home finale. Try to beat the Chargers, see where things stand entering week 18. And if it looks like they can't make it, then you put Russell Wilson into, you know, that little glass bubble and you make sure that he's healthy. They only want to risk that. They, they're they doing the whole, and this is analytics is part of football at every level. They're doing the percentages. What's our real chance of making the playoffs? Yeah, right. And what's our chance of Russell Wilson getting himself injured and he can't pass a physical by March 18? And we're stuck with another $37 million fully guaranteed. They are, they are happy to say, we'll put our franchise quarterback on the bench, especially because, and this is where the spark comes from, Chris, they think they're going to get better performance out of Jarrett Stidham right now. So that makes it even, you know, as they're making that one last reach for the brass ring, based on what Peyton said yesterday, he thinks they have a better chance of getting there. Yeah, I think With Stidham as the quarterback. Right, right. I think that's the headline. You know, yeah, I, I might have misspoke, and I said, you know, Sunday night's press conference or whatever. I think maybe you're right. Maybe it was Tuesday's press conference and some of those quotes that were a little bit, you know, eye-raising. 
certainly. When you say that, you know, that type of stuff, communication issues, right? You know, of course, uh, I watch Denver on film a lot. Hadn't watched them the last two weeks on film. But yesterday I was like, well, I'm going to go back and watch because I don't think I had really seen them play on film since the Texans game. Right. That was the last time I really checked them out and, you know, did my whole deep dive for my podcast and all that stuff. But looking at pass plays, looking at things they've been doing right. First off, the offense was very simple to begin with. And you thought, okay, well, it's Russell Wilson. He's getting used to a new system. They're going to just kind of play it safe. Peyton's going to manage the game, slowly gain confidence in Russell Wilson. And you thought those things, you know, were going somewhat in the right direction. But I think after you look at like the two losses and you, know, you look at moments in the game where guys line up wrong and Russell Wilson doesn't really correct them like people on the sideline do, which is hilarious, right? You know, it's still at the end of the, uh, the play clock a lot of the time and confusion when you get out of the huddle when you watch it, let alone the biggest to me smoking gun of it all. This is Sean Payton. This is the guy that's famous for 9 million plays and 9 million checks and 9 million formations. And the Broncos run nine plays and they're extremely simple. And you see repetitive plays throughout the football game on and on and on. And that to me is the biggest like uh, clue that you can get to go, wait, you know, he obviously doesn't like trust Russell Wilson to run or or be able to fulfill what he expects of his whole offense here. It's it is the elementary level of that offense is what he is doing. And I think that goes back to what you're saying where they're going, we can't beat Detroit Lions and the Patriots type of defenses unless we start doing more on offense let alone even with those simple plays Russell Wilson you know I see people out there well look at his stats he outperformed Mahomes this year like like everybody's gonna stop doing this shit looking at a bottom line number and going he's outperforming him because his number's bigger are you kidding me one guy is the offense the other to the other guy like the offense is dragging along like come on try to keep up are you kidding me everybody like stop but their offense and what they do gives them no chance to beat quality football teams, let alone he still doesn't always throw to the open receiver. He watches the rush too much. And those are things that I'm sure Sean Payton after Sunday night was just like, I, I can't take it anymore. we got to make a move. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Making your cat happy is a number one priority. Priority number two is keeping a clean litter box. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter helps you do both. Fresh Step Outstretch Litter traps waste at the surface with less crumbles and absorbs more waste and odor compared to Fresh Step Multicat. Find Fresh Step Outstretch Litter at a store near you today. Fresh Step is a registered trademark of the Clorox Pet Products Company. Certain trademarks used under license from the Procter & Gamble Company or its affiliates. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. I think if we dig a little bit deeper, the first tangible clue that something was seriously amiss came during that Lions game a couple of Saturdays ago right. when Peyton blew a gasket on the yeah. sideline at Russell Wilson. And I said in the aftermath of that, that had a vibe to it more along the lines of, I have told you yeah. 20 effing times, this is what you're supposed to do. How many times do I have to tell you that this is what you're supposed to do? How many times? How many times do I have to tell you this? I've told you this over and over again. Now, we can't read lips, but it's the demeanor that it was just, that's it. I've, I've reached my wit's end. Now, some could say it's just Peyton deflecting his own failures in the offense onto Wilson. But regardless, one guy stays and one guy goes. 
and Peyton ain't going. Russell Wilson is the one who's going. And the only way that that changes, and I hadn't thought of this until right now, and I'm not saying that this is even remotely possible, but there is only one way that this changes. If the powers that be in Denver would decide, you know what, between Peyton and Wilson, we like Russ, we want Russ, we'll keep Russ, we'll just fire Peyton. I'm not saying that that even has a 1% chance of happening. That's the only way Russell Wilson stays. Yeah, right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. If the Broncos decide we're choosing, and you don't know what factions there may be within the organization that would be pro-Russ and anti-Payton. We don't know that. I mean, George Payton, the GM of the team, has got to be hanging by a thread right now because he's the one who traded for Russell Wilson, and he's the one who gave him that big-ass contract that they're going to be saddled with. Some significant cap consequences. We'll talk about those coming up. But that's the only way yeah. Russell Wilson stays. Right. If there's some sort of a palace coup that happens and Peyton's the one who's out after the season ends and Russ is the one who stays and they go hire another new coach, specifically with the mandate, you're going to be the one to make chicken salad out of this horrendous trade we did with everything they gave up to the Seahawks and after only two seasons and $119 million in cash, Russell Wilson out. Yeah, it, it's it's when you put it that way, it's shocking. Uh, I would be like fall off my chair shocked, right? If it was like what you said, they decided, well, we're going to keep Russell Wilson off to Sean Payton. I, I mean, I think kind of the, the – no, they won't. They won't. I know. I, I know. Think I know. Payton's right. smart enough to make sure Greg Penner, the owner of the team, is on board with everything he's doing. I would think so, too. It would so be a too. dramatic turn of events. Right. right. But that's the. I'm just saying it's the only way Russell yeah. Wilson stays. Yeah. The, the 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 proof in the pudding, and and you know, I, I know I'm not telling you anything. I mean, we're 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 huge Sean Payton fans from every facet. I mean, what offensive genius, toughness, motivation, whatever you want to say, right? Uh, being a spokesperson on some big subjects that go on in the league. I mean, I I have tremendous respect for Sean Payton that way. And, you know, for those who would go, oh, he's just putting his own frustrations or deflecting or, you know, uh, you know, whatever psychology word they want to say about Russell Wilson. Like, there's no way. There's no, no, that's not. And, and, and Sean Payton's never had that problem with any quarterback ever, ever, really. I mean, again, it doesn't matter who it is. Drew Brees, awesome. We know, setting records. Drew Brees out of the game. Luke McCown, the backup quarterback. When he would come in, he'd throw for 300 yards and a touchdown or two and no interceptions. Teddy Bridgewater, what he did with uh, Sean Payton, right? I mean, he managed Jameis Winston even a year after he set the record for interceptions. So, you know, there's, there's not much you could say against Sean Payton, the offensive genius, and try to knock that down, at least in my opinion there. And that, you know, is where the Russell Wilson thing, I think, has got to be the most frustrating. You know, one, hey, I think we all thought uh, the personalities don't really mesh together. That doesn't seem right. But they were making do and making it happen, and it felt like Sean was, you know, changing him a little bit in, in some ways there. But I think ultimately still the, the fact that Sean Payton is handcuffed running his offense, I think drives him crazy. I do. And then I think when you couple that with a guy that even though I've simplified it and we got wristbands and everything, we're still not lining up and executing right or looking at the right guy and where we're supposed to throw the ball. And then we do dumb stuff on top of that. You know, again, like I talked about, you go back to the Texans game, right? The two, three interceptions in the fourth quarter or in the second half, you know, two in the fourth quarter and they were bad. Like where you're like the game, they're going to win the game if he doesn't do that. So there's that, and then like I said, the simple the simpleness of the offense and not being able to do that, and then breaking some of the rules that you would do just within those simple plays and how you play the position, I think all of that is just, he said, the hell with that. I know Jared Stidham can run my complete offense. He's got some physical ability. Let's see what he's got here. And yeah, I think we got a better chance with my more variety of a playbook with Jared Stidham rather than the simplified version and Russell Wilson winning down the stretch here these last two games. One of the things we suggested yesterday, Chris, was a middle ground that would entail yeah. Russell Wilson and the Broncos reaching an agreement that would take that $37 million that becomes fully guaranteed if he can't pass a physical by the middle of March and kick it a year. Don't make it vest in 2024. 
That's the entire 2025 salary. That's what the $37 million number is. Don't make it vest in 24. Give the Broncos 24 to decide whether or not they want to keep them around at $37 million in 25. Mark Maskey of the Washington Post has a long story about this, and there's a very significant paragraph embedded in it. And a lot of times the lead gets buried. I think this is the biggest takeaway, and this is the biggest addition to the reporting on what happened. According to a person familiar with the deliberations, right out of the gates I screwed it up. According to a person familiar with the deliberations between the team and Wilson, the Broncos previously threatened to bench Wilson for the rest of the season if he did not agree to rework his contract to address the injury guarantee. One such exchange took place following the Broncos' victory October 29 over the Kansas City Chiefs. The NFL and the NFLPA became involved in the matter, according to that person. So even after... The Broncos beat the Chiefs. They came at Russ and said, we're going to bench you for the rest of the season if you don't do something about this $37 million. Because Peyton had already decided then, you're not my guy. You're not my guy. And the fact that the Broncos were winning is what delayed this, Chris, as long as it was. And until they lose to the Lions and the Patriots, that's when the Broncos finally pull the plug on Russell Wilson. This has been coming for two months. Sean Payton made his assessment at some point before Halloween that this is not my guy in 2024. That's the takeaway from this report from the Washington Post. Yeah, and it's big. just been a matter of implementation since right, then. Right. And the, the league and the union get involved. There's nothing they can really do about it. The team's got the absolute right to decide who plays and who doesn't play. And if they're going to make those decisions based on financial considerations, well, when you agree to a contract with terms like that, as the player and the player's agent, you understand you may create an incentive for the player to not be playing at all so he doesn't get injured, so they can get out from under the contract before another $37 million becomes fully guaranteed. So I don't know what the league or the union could do about it other than, other than just be a sounding board for the venting that's coming from Russell Wilson's camp. But this tells you there's been some dysfunction there for a while. For a while. And I go back to Peyton yelling at Russ, and I wonder how much of that was a deliberate clue to anyone paying attention that this house of cards is about to collapse because it was a week away from collapsing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely looks like that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, we've had other moments, right? Sean Payton, I think for the most part, has kept his cool on the sideline with Russell Wilson for most of the year. You know, we've seen looks and a few, you know, probably snarky comments, or at least that's what they look like when you're, you know, reading lips on TV, but has managed to kind of control his emotions other than that one outburst. But obviously, this has been driving him crazy. And yeah, they did not want to be tied to Russell Wilson just no matter what as the year went on. And like you said, with injuries or whatever there. So they were trying to kick this in motion, you know, like you said, a few weeks ago. And I think, you know, it, it, it's another one of those things, too, where I just look at Sean Payton and I think, you know, one, we had inklings of this a little bit. With Russell Wilson, right? We had inklings. I don't think we totally bought it. I had people like up in Seattle through the years. I could even tell you my dad did too. That would, uh, you know, people try to say, hey, this Russell Wilson stuff, it's not quite what you think, right? You know, we have to manage him a little bit more than you would realize, right? And I think we just thought, a guy like me who's around football just thought, well, it's a defensive head coach. They're very conservative, they're always telling him not to throw, you know, make turnovers, you know, play that way until the end of the game where we need you to be clutch and make some magic. So I kind of always gave Russell the, the benefit of the doubt, right? But I think ever since he's left there, we've had Pete Carroll make some comments about Russell Wilson and not wanting to yeah, look at the uh, or wear a wristband, right, with all the plays. There's been some of that, right? You know, I think more and more has come out along those, like, the, those lines of conversations of, yeah, they did have to manage him a little bit in Seattle. And then there's limitations, like he's got physical tools, but like I talk about, when you watch him and he watches the rush way too much, he doesn't really throw the ball down the middle of the field very often. He's very reluctant to do that. You know, I can see where Sean Payton is just frustrated and at wit's end with what Russell Wilson is, what he's got to do, how he's got to manage him. And then, of course, some of the dumb mistakes he's made throughout the year, really in, in, in some of the biggest moments we talked about. You know, we, he watched that away with some clutch moments at one point during the year, but there's been more 
head-scratching moments from Russell Wilson than positive ones. He had a great throw to Cortland Sutton in the end zone in that win over the Bills on the Monday night, the following Sunday yeah, night. Magic a great play. throw, jump right. ball to Cortland Sutton. Right. And, and you know, you do your quarterback rankings every year. There was at least one year where you had him as high as three. Yeah. So there's something there. Right. There's something positive there. Right. I think it became an issue in Seattle of a little too much hubris that they couldn't talk him down from. Let Russ cook. He wanted to be Patrick Mahomes. He wanted to be Josh Allen. He wanted to be the guy through whom the offense and the team went. Didn't want it to be defense and running game, and I'm just the supplement to it, which is what he was in the Legion of Boom years. And my guess can only be, and this is an informed guess because yeah. we've followed it every step of the way, right. behind the scenes they're trying to talk some sense into him, and it never quite worked out, so he wanted out. I want out. And remember – when this all first came up after Super Bowl 55, when he was sitting there all miserable talking to the commissioner, watching Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes play in the Super Bowl because he wants to get back there, the Saints were one of the teams that he was willing to waive his no-trade clause for. It was the Raiders, the Bears, the Cowboys, and the Saints. And Sean Payton was coaching the Saints at the time. So the moral of this story is be careful what you wish for because he got what he wanted, and he ultimately got Sean Payton. And look what happened. Yeah. Now, I'm not. I'm, that doesn't. That's well, not a criticism. It exposed him a, a little it's just bit. An I acknowledgement. Think. Yeah. It's, a, it's it an acknowledgement them. of what happened. Right. He wanted to be. To your point, he wanted to be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or whatever. And he had two coaches in a row that were like, "Hey, we're we're going to try to do that for you." And it didn't work out. It failed. And there's there's inklings to what you're saying to show that. Maybe he's not capable of being that. Maybe he, yes, he has to be managed to a degree. Again, if we, if you and I sit there and watch a game of uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, right? Here's one inkling we have. Every play, they're like, hey, 54 is the mic. Hey, blah, blah, blah. They're signaling. They're talking and all this, right? If you watch a Broncos game, that doesn't go on. He just sits there and says, set hut. And that, that's not Sean Payton's offense. I know that. I mean, Sean Payton runs a very similar offense in a lot of ways to what I ran with John Gruden. And, of course, he's grown it. But, like, stuff at the line of scrimmage by the quarterback and making sure we're in the right protection and the right play and I gave you two plays in the huddle, that's part of his attack. And that's not happening in Denver. And so, therefore, you know, he, he's been exposed that way that he can't be like Mahomes or Dak Prescott or Josh Allen that way to where they can make sure, hey, coach, you told me all this stuff, and I'll make sure we got it all right here at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's a, a problem with Russell Wilson's play as well. Do you think the ultimate tension is, and this is one of the realities of speaking extemporaneously yeah, and just – addressing whatever captures our fancy as we talk things through. This is no different than if Chris and I were on the telephone having this conversation right now. Do you think that Russell's attitude is, I don't need any of that. I just want to cook. Just give me the ball I do, and let me cook. Right. I do. I do. I think you're not wrong by that. I think he got away with that for so long, right? And there was a lot of success that he still tries to lean on that formula. But – you know, he had a special defense that supported him there for a while to allow him to kind of play that way and then, oh, just keep the game close and I'll cook at the end of the game and run around and make some magic. And then that's the other part, too, is that... Which he can do. He which can, he can do. He can that's do. That's the thing. But he, he can't, can. He can't do it to what the way he used to, right? And he still tried to do it on second and nine in the middle of the second quarter, and it's leading to a throwaway or why did you leave the pocket? It's perfectly fine and somebody's going to be open, right? So I think there is like a little bit of all that. And I think that's, again, too, just going back and watching all the pass plays. I even went back to that Texans game that I told you I had watched already just to give myself thoughts. Like I got The thing I kept coming back to watching it going is Sean Payton's got to be driving, driving, going crazy because he has to call the same play like 10 times a half 
because obviously he doesn't feel like the quarterback's going to run some of the other plays the right way, and this is one of the few ones that he trusts the quarterback to do the right thing. And that, to me, is where Sean Payton's got to be like, what the hell? What's the point of hiring me and my offensive genius if I'm only going to run eight plays? You're wasting your money even having me here. And I think that's the ultimate point if you want to maximize Sean Payton and what he can do with the Denver Broncos. And again, back to the riffing that we were doing about a palace coup being the only way to save Russell Wilson at this point. There's no way Sean Payton has not dotted every I, yes, crossed every shocked. T, right. minded every P and every Q, gotten Greg Penner and the rest of the ownership group fully on board with it. So there isn't some late effort by Russell Wilson to work through back channels and and win this thing, this tug of war with Sean Payton and get him ousted and Russell Wilson stays. I don't think there's any way Payton has left that flank exposed before he's done what he's done, especially because they've been thinking about doing this for the last couple of months. And my guess is, as of yesterday, that was when Greg Penner finally said, go ahead, you should do this. Let's keep that $37 million in hand. Now, let's spin it forward. Russell Wilson's future. And here's what I believe will happen. Number one, I believe he'll be cut. Number two, I believe he'll be inclined to take the veteran minimum of $1.21 million next year and stick the Broncos for the balance of the $39 million he's due to make next year fully guaranteed. There's offset language in the contract. They'll be entitled to whatever he earns elsewhere. Why not take as little as possible? This gets back to the whole idea of, why accept a trade? Yeah. He would never accept a trade. There's right. no reason to accept a trade. Right. Why do I want my next team to give up anything to get me? No, I just won't waive my no trade clause, and you can either have my $37 million, vest is fully guaranteed and keep me, or you can cut me. They'll cut him, and I think he's going to pick his next team by saying, you get me for $1.21 million. Let's go. Because he's getting the rest of it anyway. So, with that, as the starting point, as to what I believe will happen, where do you think he goes? Well, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I wish I knew. If I did, I'd be, you know, throwing down money at Las Vegas. But, like, let's throw some context Well, that's out. a bit more. Let's, well, let's, have, the, let's but, have the conversation. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. I think when, when first thing is, is, like, the first part I think we got to discuss is, like, okay, Russell Wilson, he does all that. I would agree with you. I would think that's the play he makes, right? Stick it to the Broncos. Hey, look at me. Look at me. This is all I cost. You can have me. So that's the first thing. Yeah, that's a positive. But even within that, like, do I look at it and think it's going to be Russell Wilson, like, first week of free agency? Somebody's going to be knocking down the door and be like, we need to have Russell Wilson right now, right this moment. We want to make him the starting quarterback. I don't think that's happening. I don't. I think he's going to be more of a guy, first off, Mike, just before I hit on the teams, right? That's going to be like, wait, let's assess the situation. Let's see how free agency plays out. We're still kind of evaluating the rookie quarterbacks coming out in the draft. Let's see how we feel and how that might shake out a little bit. Oh, okay, wait, we're not going to be able to get a guy we want or the, the starter we want in the draft or anything like that. Hey, let's look at Russell Wilson and see where we can go with that. I think well, that's but hang on a second. Yeah, hang go on a ahead. second. Go ahead. That can all be handled ahead of time. Now, his agent, Mark Rogers, has one NFL client, and I think in situations like this, it maybe hamstrings him a bit because he's not as familiar with the way the sausage is made like someone who has 50 to 75 to 100 NFL clients. But he can use the scouting combine. He can use all sorts of tampering that happens that people are discreet about to make it clear going into free agency. This is what it's going to be. He'll take $1.21 million. He wants to land somewhere quickly. There's going to be an ego component to this. He's yeah, going to want to create the impression, is, Chris, right. that there's a rush for him. So you do it. And, and when it comes down to it, if you're getting Russell Wilson for one year at $1.21 million, that's the thing. One point to, dollar for dollar, how do you say no to that if you're a team that's looking for a quarterback? Even as a one-year experiment – how do you say no to it if he's only costing you $1.21 million for 2024? And I think if Mark Rogers works it the right way ahead of time, it will be the moment he's cut. It will be. Here's where he's going. And this perception that he's, 
he's crash landing on his feet. They're going to want that. I There's know. a very strong I don't think ego he's going to get that, this, And I'm not being yeah, critical. It right. would apply to anyone. Right. No, I hear you. I, I don't think he's going to get that. I hear you. That's what I think they're going to try to do. But I think a lot of teams are going to go, wait, it, it's, it's, it's been three years here of not that great a play. But we're we're going to wait a second here. We're not ready to just go, oh, yeah, you're the starting quarterback, and we're going to you know have a banner and a parade out that, well, we got Russell Wilson to make you king of the castle the first day of free agency or the first day you could sign with a football team. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't. I, I, you know, I know I think you're, you're probably right. The agent will try to set the table to look that way or whatever. But as you know and as I know, Right, I a lot of teams they don't know exactly how it's going to all play out early on in free agency and even with the draft, and they like to let it like let's see where this guy lands because now there's a domino effect and let's go from there. I don't think he's going to be a hot commodity like that. Now there are some teams out there like the first team I would think of or at least went to my brain was like the Washington Commanders. That was the first one, right? I think we're getting to the territory here of like Sam Howell. I don't think that's going to work out. It ain't looking all that good. It's not going to energize the fan base. Russell Wilson, new ownership, the quarterback issue, going to be a new head coach and all that. That was probably the first team that popped in my head, Mike. I think that one makes sense, certainly. Uh, and then, you know, there, there's some others that, you know, come into play as well. But I don't think there's like an obvious fit here. And there's some others I'll unpack with you in a second. But like, who was your first team? The Raiders. The Raiders. Division rival. Yeah. If this is if this is Russell Wilson Revenge Tour 2024, the Raiders. Division rival. Play him twice a year. Extra little something something for Sean Payton. And 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 again, you have to look. Teams could do and are doing a lot worse than Russell Wilson right now. And in a year where everywhere you look a quarterback is injured. He's one of the few that hasn't even been on the injury report as far as I can remember. And if he has, he hasn't missed a game. He's gone wire to wire until they benched him. So he's better than some of the guys who are out there. And when we get into the analytics, and analytics started in football as a personnel evaluation device. And it's as simple as, what am I getting dollar for dollar here? $1.21 million for Russell Wilson versus whatever I pay Odin O'Connell, whatever paying Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is done anyway for what they owe him next year. Although they're already going to owe him some, they're going to move on from him to avoid owing him more. So I started with the Raiders, and I think the Raiders are the team to watch, the first team to watch. Because I think if they want him, they're going to get him. If the Raiders want him. Now they got to figure out who the coach is going to be, et cetera, et cetera. But Russell Wilson to the Raiders was my first thought, and I think there's something to that depending upon who the coach is and what they decide to do from a personnel standpoint. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, that'll commanders be a, are you know, it'll be good. It, I hear you. It is Russell Wilson, right? You know, it, it's it's also risky. It's Las Vegas. Yeah, I hear you. you know, I, hear I mean, you. it's every it, – it just it's, – it's a fit. It's a fit, and it makes sense on many levels. Oh, but here, here's the interesting thing when you really unpack this, all right? In the AFC – there's, there's, it's limited teams. It's the Patriots. It's the Raiders. That's it. Everybody else has uh, a quarterback. Uh, 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 well, what? Does he want to go in Pittsburgh and com- compete with Kenny Pickett? Yes. Okay. I thought of that yes. too. Is he I not better you. than Kenny Pickett? Is I, he not he better is. than Kenny Pickett? He is, but is he going to be okay? I, again, we're trying to frame it to you where, where Russell looks up? like a superstar. You know I know. I know. Where'd he grow up? Well, where'd he grow up? Somewhere there. And, who, and, and, and he grew up in Richmond. Right. And Mike Tomlin has a specific affinity. Sure. For Eastern Virginia athlete, he just does. That's why Mike Vick ended up in Pittsburgh. Okay, well, so all I'm just saying is, Pittsburgh, I would Russell say watch Wilson Pittsburgh. Love to be there and have to compete with a kid that you know went to school with Pittsburgh and do that. That doesn't necessarily make him look like what you're talking about, king of the castle. Hey, come here for a million dollars and now compete with Kenny Pickett, who really hasn't been that good, but compete with him. Does that look good? I don't know. That's where I'm like, I'm not sure Russell will well, do that. That'll be interesting part of the conversation. Right. That's a great point. Yeah. I could see the Steelers being interested, but I think Russ is going to want an outcome here. And again, this is human nature. We're trying to understand how human nature intersects with this situation. He's going to want to go somewhere where it looks like he has won, yes. where it looks like he's had the job yes. handed to him. He's right. not going to have to compete for a job. Right. He's got the job. Right. And if it comes to, and if he's, and, and he, again, 1.21 million. And, and we'll see who's interested and we'll see what their terms are and whether or not I have to compete. But I agree with you. If the Steelers say you got to come in and earn the job, no thank you. Um, if we're just going to hand you the job, 
thank you, because I think he's going to go wherever they give him the job for 2024 at $1.21 million with the Broncos paying the rest. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you there. I hear you there. So, so like, listen, I, that was one that was I wrote down. It's on my radar for sure, right? You know, I get into the Atlanta Falcons. That'd be another one. Where does that go? That certainly fit is an obvious fit. You know, I, you know, I, but after that, when you go through the NFC, there's limited places there too. Where's there to go? He ain't going to Tampa. They got their guy. I mean, Dallas, Seattle's not bringing him back. Minnesota, I don't think he's going to go that route, right? Arizona, I don't think, I don't envision that happening either. Carolina, they're not going to want him coming in to over, you know, look over Bryce Young's shoulder or deal with that. So that's where it's a little interesting. You know, the Giants, would they want to bring him in and do that? Would he want to compete with Daniel Jones? 1.2 million will bring no, you in, Daniel no, Jones. No. Well, I know. So they're, I mean, I think we yeah. kind of hit the teams that are even remotely a possibility. You kind of look at it with rookie quarterbacks and where teams are right now. A lot of the NFL is set up at the quarterback position for next year, except for the three or four teams we just mentioned, really. AFC, Raiders, Patriots, Steelers. Yeah. Those are the three that, and I don't think Patriots is going to work. I don't think I don't they would want to do Bill that Belichick, either. Russell Wilson thing would right. work. Right. NFC, Commanders, that was your first inkling. Right. Falcons, I agree. Yeah. Vikings, if Kirk Cousins leaves. If Kirk Cousins leaves, then, then Russell Wilson is an option there. Because what the hell else are they going to do for 2024 right. if Kirk Cousins leaves? If you can get Russell Wilson for $1.21 million and Kevin O'Connell is confident he can take Russell Wilson and and inject him into the offense and make it work the way that he's done, at least for short periods of time, with Josh Dobbs and Nick Mullins, then that would be a possibility, but only if the Vikings are left high and dry without Kirk Cousins. And you brushed off the Seahawks. And I had a conversation on KJR yesterday in Seattle. I do a spot every Wednesday at 610 Eastern, 310 Pacific time. Here's the reality. Yeah. If Geno Smith and Russell Wilson are relatively comparable. Then it becomes a matter of dollars. It becomes a matter of analytics. And if Geno's going to cost $25 million next year, and Russ costs $1.21 million, and there's a certain poetry in taking all the stuff they got from the Broncos for the trade, two years later, <laughs> yeah. you get him back for right. the veteran minimum salary, and they pay the difference between $1.21 million and $39 million. There's something about that that... that would create an attraction. And a lot of it depends upon what the fans would want next year. You know, it becomes a hell of a story if Russell Wilson goes back to Seattle and he is given a hero's welcome and all fences are mended. He's learned his lesson. He doesn't need to cook anymore. He's content to just run the offense and do what he's always done. The prodigal son returns home. The question is, would Pete Carroll slay the fatted calf? I don't know. I kind of like it. As a story, but again, Geno Smith, we've talked about this. They can do whatever they want after this season. It's a one-year, $28 million contract. They can tear it up. There's a roster bonus due early in the league year for Geno Smith. They can tear it up and move on. Drew Locke's got a one-year deal. They could bring back Russell Wilson if they wanted to. We don't know if they want to, but if they wanted to, they could. And as someone who always roots for great stories, they'll get better than Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Well, I mean, it would be amazing. It would be a great story. But I, I, I got the feeling that, you know, at the end there, even when he was still with the Seahawks, and then, of course, you know, anybody you talk to kind of associated with the Seattle organization, it, it, it certainly feels like they were exasperated and, and kind of sick of Russell Wilson. I mean, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. So that's where it would be shocking to me. And, you know, I'm not so sure. Like, I know dollar for dollar he's a better deal than Geno, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's definitely better than Geno Smith. He definitely doesn't stand in the pocket and make some of the throws and plays that Geno Smith does right now. That's for sure. I could tell you that 100% for sure. So that was where, you know, again, it'd be a cool story. I hear you. Uh, I don't think it will happen, or at least I, I'd be shocked if it did happen. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and see who, who really wants him when it's all said and done. All right, let's flip it around to the Broncos before we wrap this segment. They're going to take a cap charge here, and the question is how they want to structure it. If they cut him with a post-June 1 designation, it's $35.4 million in dead money for 24. 53.6 million in dead money 
for 25. A total of 89 million in money already paid, plus the 39 million fully guaranteed that they owe him for next year. They'll get a credit eventually of 1.21 million if he takes a veteran minimum salary elsewhere. So we're looking at 89 million. They could do it all at once. They could take it all next year. I don't know why they would. So it's 35.4 out the door, off the books next year, and another 53.6 in 2025. That affects what they're going to do at quarterback because it's not like they could get in the Kirk Cousins derby now and pay him a bunch of money. Not with that much money devoted to Russell no, Wilson. They've got right. Jarrett Stidham under contract through 2024. He did a two-year, $10 million deal. So he may just be the guy next year. They draft someone, try to develop someone. But it may be Stidham as they get through 24. The massive cap hit is looming in 25. But they have time to plan for that. And the cap keeps going up and up and up and up. That relative impact of a huge cap charge goes down and down and down. And here's the reality. Whatever those cap charges are, it's less than what the cap charges would be if they kept him. So once you decide he's not your guy, it's a no-brainer. We move on. And that's Sean Payton's coaching DNA. You never double down on a mistake. Once you know you've made a mistake and you're willing to admit it to yourself, admit it to everyone else. Don't do things for appearances. Don't try to will something that's failing into something that's succeeding just so you don't embarrass yourself by admitting to the world. And Peyton's in a great position here because it ain't his mistake. Right. He's not the one oh, that traded for Russell Wilson. He's no not doubt. the one that gave him the contract. Look what you guys this did. You guys screwed up the whole organization yeah. by giving them this money. <laughs> right. I know. It's a continuation of what he said to Jared Bell. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, it, I, I hear you. You guys screwed this up. Right. Thank God you hired me. Well, let's blame Aaron Rodgers. He's the one that you know they thought they were getting, and he said no at the last second and went to the Jets. It's his fault. <laughs> but... Uh, it's so fun. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. That he stayed with the Packers. Yeah, right. 2022. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I know. And it you, is. you hear yeah. people from the Broncos yeah. twist themselves in knots right. about that. Right. The same day that Aaron Rodgers announced he was staying with the Packers, they had a deal in place to get Russell Wilson. Yes. No. To match him up. They with thought Nathaniel they were Hackett. getting Aaron Rodgers. That's part of why they got Nathaniel Hackett, and that didn't work. And they had to turn the the page to Russell Wilson and go basically, you know emergency mode or break the glass there and try to get somebody right away and make it look like Russell Wilson was their first choice all along. And we know that wasn't the case. We, I, we know that. Now, you hit Denver, right? I, you're right. I don't expect them to be paying like high-priced high money for some free agent quarterback or anything like that. Certainly could see the draft. Maybe Peyton does that. Let's start molding a guy and I could grow him into something I want that way. There's going to be options out there. There will be options out there as far as value-starting uh, value caliber type of quarterbacks. One, I mean, hey, Mac Jones, there's a good chance he could be available coming out of New England. Ryan Tannehill with the Tennessee Titans. Those are two names just right off the bat where you're looking at like, you know, again, like you said, I don't think they're going to try to break the piggy bank for some superstar quarterback, but they might accumulate a bunch of solid to good ones, and then, okay, it's Jared Stidham and it's Ryan Tannehill and maybe even another third stringer who's pretty damn good too, and we'll see where it goes. Who digests my offense? Who can execute it the best? And we'll just let it play out. I certainly could see that as well, but I do think there'll be options out there for, for Sean Payton, and he's going to be attractive because everyone knows it's Sean Payton, and quarterbacks like a Ryan Tannehill or even a Mac Jones are going to go – I'll, I'll take a little less money to go play for Sean Payton and then what, maybe throw for 4,500 yards and become the man there and, you know, and then make big money? So uh, I, I do think it'll be an attractive spot for, for those type of players. You know the first guy I thought of? Who's that? I want you to guess. Who's the first guy I thought of to team up with Sean Payton? Oh, man, you're coming out of the left who, field. Who would be the first? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Think about think about the past couple of years. I'm I'm giving you a hint that well, you should be able to pick. Like up you on. mean like Jameis Winston? I don't. I'm not. Uh, last couple of years, who am I missing here? That's um, pick Miami. The, who was he going to partner up with in Miami? Well, he was going to go. You, oh, you think it's going to? You saying Brady? You think it's going to be Brady? No, I, that was just the, that was the first guy I thought of. <laughs> Give it up. I mean, okay, he, stop trying to bring I Brady know, back I'm into just, the NFL. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, man, I got a business to run here. Brady returning from retirement to play for the Broncos would be damn good for business. And at a time when his effort to buy five to ten percent of the Raiders is dying on the vine, that really would be something. And. If you're Sean Payton, aren't you at least making the phone call? 
to talk no, Brady. No, no. We're trying to, to build something for, for the future, not have a guy go, well, I'll play for a year, you know, and uh, I'm going to limp around and be an old man, and then you're going to have to get a new quarterback the next year. No, that's not going to happen. Stop entertaining it. Move on to another name. Tell me another name that was in your all brain. I'm, <laughs> all I'm saying is Drew Brees. All I'm saying is that's the first name I thought of. You're that's the first guy I thought of. Because they wanted to work together for so long. It was so obvious. Yeah. That, that was what they wanted to do, and they got right. stymied by it. So at a certain level, I could see Sean Payton trying to will himself to do it just as a middle finger to 345 Park Avenue. And everything that happened that kept that from happening. Oh. Not that they were ever really going to yeah. make those two those two ends come together the way that they were hoping, but they tried to do it, and it blew up on the Miami Dolphins. I think it's going to be Stidham through next year. They've got him under contract. They've got his numbers factored in. It gets interesting for 2025. By 2025, my guess would be they have somebody operating on a rookie contract when they take that $53.6 million cap charge. They have to have somebody at a low cost. Look at the, the Bucks this year with $35 million on the books from Tom Brady, $75 right. million in dead money. They, they got Baker Mayfield for four. So you find a way to make it work. Right. And Sean Payton's going to have to find a way to make it work with somebody who's not going to cost a lot of money, and that would be the impediment to Brady because Brady's not rolling out of bed for, 20, for anything less than $25 million, That's right. So that isn't going to work. Yep, you're right. Okay, good. That's done with. I don't have to see some stupid article by you. Brady, will he come back and play for Sean Payton and the Broncos? You're promising me, right? I'm not going to see that later on today. I won't see that kind all of article. I, all I'm <laughs> saying is – that was my first thought. Okay. My first thought. They finally get a chance to partner up. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right. It's just the first name I thought of. As somebody who runs a business that, that, you know, benefits from maximum interest in stories, Tom Brady coming back to play would indeed generate maximum interest based upon the history of traffic to Tom Brady's stories. Let's take a break. When we return. Green Bay Packers take on the Vikings on Sunday Night Football, and they definitely won't have one of their best defensive players because he has been suspended. We'll discuss that next here on PFT Live. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. 